Britain's Conversation. This is LBC with Tom Swarbrick. It's ten to six. It's Friday. It's Tom Swarbrick on LBC and it means one thing. Having liquid radio gold dribbled into your ears. Thanks to Simon Marks. American Week. Tom, this was an American week in which we witnessed whiplash of unprecedented proportions even by local standards. It all began on Tuesday afternoon with the news that the verdict was in at the civil trial in New York where Donald Trump was facing accusations of rape. This is the verdict. Number one, did Donald Trump rape E. Jean Carroll? The answer is no. Yes to number two, did Donald Trump sexually abuse Miss Carroll? MSNBC there interrupting programming to bring viewers the trial's outcome live. The jury also found that writer E. Jean Carroll, who claimed the former president raped her in the changing room of a Manhattan department store back in 1996, was injured by him and then later defamed by him. The allegations date back so far that Donald Trump is not at risk of criminal prosecution over them. But his lawyer, Joe Tacopina, was unhappy that his client was ordered to pay Ms. Carroll $5 million in damages. And I know some people in this camp are very happy um, that, you know, the rape claim was rejected, but not happy that he was found liable for anything whatsoever. The former president's opponents celebrated. Surely they mused this was finally the end of the road for him. The Teflon Don was at last receiving very belated comeuppance that would derail his efforts to win his old job back. From the front-runner in the race for the Republican Party's presidential nomination, there was predictable fulmination in a video message released on Tuesday night. What else can you expect from a Trump-hating, Clinton-appointed judge speaking to and in control of a jury from an anti-Trump area, which is probably the worst place in the United States for me to get a fair trial. He may soon be saying the same thing about the state of Georgia, where it is increasingly likely that he will face criminal prosecution over interference in the last presidential election. But of Tuesday's verdict in New York, he announced an appeal and, of course, insisted... I don't even know who this woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from... And somehow we're going to have to fight this up. Now, you might think even diehard Trump supporters, having heard all that bluster before, would finally be questioning their fealty to a man who never appears to have met or known or interacted with any of the numerous people who accuse him of criminal behaviour. Certainly, the few remaining Republican moderates expressed hopes that Trump's goose was finally cooked. Former Republican presidential candidate, now a senator from Utah, Mitt Romney. I hope the, uh, the jury of the American people uh, reach the same conclusion about Donald Trump. He just is not suited to be president. A mere 24 hours later, Senator Romney and all the rest of us got extraordinary evidence that for many in that jury of the American people, Donald Trump is absolutely still their man. Please welcome the frontrunner for the Republican nomination for President Donald Trump. Whoops and cheers from an audience of Republicans at a televised town hall meeting in the battleground election state of New Hampshire, hosted by CNN. It was a disaster for the network, and that's using one of the kinder descriptions of it. For 90 minutes, the former president ran circles around presenter Caitlin Collins, who proved unable to stop him from lying relentlessly to a national TV audience, egged on by his ardent and chuckling supporters in the room. Manhattan 
jury found that sure. you sexually abused the writer E. Jean Carroll and defamed her. You've denied this. But what do you say to voters who say it disqualifies you from being president? Well, there aren't too many of them because my poll numbers just came out and they went up. Okay. That was just the start. You still have not publicly acknowledged the 2020 election results. I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people, a lot of the people in this audience and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election. Ongoing efforts to try and correct the record got the CNN anchor woman nowhere. Mr. President, back to what you just said there, though. It, it was not a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 let election? Me, let me just go on. If you on and on he went, calling her at one point a nasty person, even as she afforded him a national broadcast blowtorch to spread his lies. My question to you is... Will you pardon the January 6 rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. They've persecuted these people. And yeah, my, my answer is I am most likely, if I get in, I will most likely, I would say it will be a large portion of them. You know, they did a very... And it will be very early on. And they're living in hell. By which, of course, he means jail, since over 400 of them have been convicted by the courts, with many serving prison sentences. But going to bed tonight, certain that if Trump returns to the White House, they will be returned to the streets. While Donald Trump's career is still by no means over, another prominent Republican this week may finally have met his match. We're just hearing, John, that George Santos is in custody. The charges include seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering. Regular listeners will remember the saga of George Santos, the Republican congressman from Long Island, whose entire campaign for office was built on lies about his background, his career, even his name. The 13-count indictment against him alleges he fraudulently received COVID unemployment benefits, even as he co-sponsored legislation to crack down on Americans who fraudulently received COVID unemployment benefits. More front than Harrods, and finally more than enough for a growing number of Republicans in Congress, like Steve Womack of Arkansas and Nicholas LaLotta of New York. Would it be better if he resigned? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's a distraction. And, uh, and it's a punchline for a lot of uh, commentary regarding the Republican Party that we don't need. I think he needs to go right away. I hope that he resigns. I want to concentrate on things like the border, China and debt. He's a complete embarrassment. As we've noted before on American Week, even among Republicans, there is always a straw to break the camel's back. There were other big developments here this week. Another mass shooting, this time at a shopping mall in Texas. It left nine dead at the hands of a neo-Nazi assailant. There is still no deal between Democrats and Republicans to avoid the imminent threat of America defaulting on its debts. And there is big trouble brewing for President Biden on the issue of immigration after he sent 1,500 troops to America's southern border. We'll come back to that next week. But I wanted to end today with a bit of a eulogy.
You need to be of a certain age to remember that jingle. It was ubiquitous in the 1980s when MTV really was music television. I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News Brief. Singer Phil Collins has announced that his 25-year association with Genesis is finally over. Hi, I'm Serena Altschul with an MTV News Brief. The Los Angeles Police Department continues to investigate the murder of the notorious B.I.G., who died in a drive-by shooting early Sunday morning in Los Angeles. MTV News has now filed its last report. The service is being cut to save corporate money. In its heyday, MTV News and its Rock the Vote campaign galvanized a generation of young Americans and occasionally brought embarrassment to the faces of U.S. presidents. Mr. President, the world's dying to know, is it boxers or briefs? <laughs> Usually briefs. <laughs> I can't Pres believe she did that. I can't believe Bill Clinton gave the wrong answer. Farewell then, MTV News. It was fun while it lasted. The service killed off at the age of 36, which is probably, Tom, too old for that kind of thing anyway. From Washington, D.C., LBC's Simon Marks.